Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in Central Alberta, is proud to present this very special episode of Harmonious Gentlemen, an on-location travel adventure. Let's see what these gentlemen get up to. If this episode were the odds, as a percentage, that the Harmonious Gentlemen win the pub quiz trivia night at Red Heart Brewing tonight, you would know this is episode 97. My name is Tyler. I'm by myself, standing outside my car, outside of Red Heart Brewing, waiting for the other gentlemen to arrive so we can participate in the aforementioned quiz trivia night thing with our friend Gary here at Red Heart Brewing. It's going to be a blast. We're standing on the edge of summer. This is going to be an interesting episode. We're going to figure it out as we go. Once the gents arrive, you'll hear from me again. Stay tuned. These recommendations are brought to you by Cilantro and Chive, serving up fresh, simple eats while supporting their community and spreading the love. You know, sometimes when you're with your buddies uh, at the bar in Red Heart, sitting around uh, with your friends and your buddies, you just want to recommend things to those buddies and those friends. My recommendation, gentlemen, uh, by the way, Ty, thanks for doing the intro by yourself. That's sweet. That's a first. We relate, Chris, so now it's time. My recommendation uh, is uh, something that slipped my mind. Hold on. My recommendation is to floss. Um... Now, you're laughing at me, but I spent most of my life not really flossing. I'd have good intentions. The dentist would always say, you know, and you do that thing where you floss the day of the dentist to think you're going to trick them and your gums are bleeding and they're inflamed. But this last round, I flossed every day for the first time in my whole life. I didn't miss a day and it, it paid off. It paid off big time. I'm, uh, credit card, or credit card, report card score from the dentist, hygienist, A+. Plus. No cavities, no problems, quicker cleaning, very well done. Um, I'm a big boy now, so I recommend being a big boy and flossing them teeth. Very nice. Uh, I thought you were going to say you've spent your whole life flossing, and but I was wrong about that. Hopefully that's the last thing I get wrong tonight as we head into this trivia. But I have a very quick recommendation, and it was inspired by the quiz master himself, Jeremy Clavette. Uh, it's a song by a band called Knocked Loose. It's very loud, very aggressive, but it's also very good. A good friend of mine and a friend of the podcast, Peter, told me once I showed him the song, he said that was, I think he said glorious, maybe not glorious, but something like that. Um, so you can give that song a listen. It's called uh, Deep in the Willow by Knocked Loose, but be prepared for loudness and maybe cover your children's ears. Okay, Chris? Well, we're at Red Heart, so I want to recommend the swag that Red Heart has. They have a new style of t-shirt, and it just looks so sharp. Can't wait to get one. Uh, So come into Red Heart, have a beer, but also check out their shirts, hats, and other things. They have really cool stuff. All right, uh, I'm going to recommend... This is Gary. I'm going to recommend... A beer cocktail that I actually invented here at Red Heart Brewing. Um, I invented this for Valentine's Day a few years ago, and it's easily our most popular cocktail. So it's uh, 
nine ounces of our sour beer with one ounce of Black Diamond Distillery cherry liqueur. And I highly re recommend uh, Black Diamond Distillery. They make some great products too. But it's a really nice cocktail and it's good any time of year. It is called the Cherry Sweetheart. And that's my recommendation. Yeah, it's up on the board there. Thanks, Gary. Cherry Sweetheart. You guys ready to win some trivia? Yes. 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 Big time. All right. Quizmonious Gentle Champs on two. One, two. We just completed the first round of the uh, pub quiz night. Chris, what's your reaction? Well, I found the questions quite tough. It was retired mascots was the category, and maybe we got three, maybe. And I didn't even feel good about that. Graham, what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I'm with Chris on that one. It was 10 questions. When they announced the category as retired mascots, I couldn't even think of one just off the top of my head. So if we get three, I'll be happy. All right. At the top of the episode, I said we had good chances of winning this. I'm not feeling so confident. Stay tuned for updates. Okay, quick update. We got three out of ten uh, on the first category. The correct answers were Rowdy Rebel, Jeeves, and Spuds McKenzie. Tyler? If this episode were episode three... I could have used my intro. Yeah, we didn't do well. In fact, I'm a little disappointed that none of our guesses landed, but I think the average team didn't do better than us. So we're probably still hanging in there. I wish I was as optimistic as you, Chris, but I think we can come back, right? This seemed ridiculously difficult. We'll see you soon. update we just finished the category two which was superhero actors and chris what do we get 10 out of 10 nailed it you guys are very good at this i recommend playing this game with chris and graham i feel like the hardest one was peter dinklage which was uh i think that was due to chris by the way like, nice job on that one. It's the only one I got. yeah so stay tuned we are now well we'll see we're back in it i think though back in the game We are through four of five rounds. We got four out of ten on the last category. Uh, we were second place by one point last round. Chris, how do you feel? I don't think we've caught up. I think we've fallen farther behind. So we really need to nail this fifth category. Not knowing what it is, I'm a little nervous. Now, this is a big moment going into the round five. It needs to be a, at least, I'd say, an eight or a nine out of ten if we want to win this. We haven't heard the answers to round four. I'm actually quite curious about the nickname for Toledo. <laughs> Our guess was Holy Toledo, which was we knew that wasn't going to be right. But I'm, I'm curious to find out. If you're also curious, uh, maybe we'll let you know if we remember to do that in the next segment. Graham, any closing thoughts? Nope. So round five felt... Very good, and we're about to find out the results, I think, here. Um, I'm walking up to the, the table just to find out how we did it. We feel very confident that we got 10 out of 10. I'll be quite disappointed if we did not. I'm just looking. And we got 9. 9 out of 10. That is not what I was expecting. We missed 
Jim Reeves. I'm going to tell the gentlemen, and you can hear their reaction. We got 9 out of 10, guys. Jim Reeves, what was that one for? Who? That's me. Gary, how do you feel? I feel let down, like I let the team down. Like... <laughs> Gary, I got one thing to say. WTF, buddy. We were kidding. Just kidding. No, I don't remember the question. Is it Jeremy Reeves? Gomer Pyle. Okay, we're going to figure this out, and uh, we'll get back to you. <laughs> Here's the results. Uh, and third place with 29 points. We did not win. And in first place with 33 points, which 33 out of 50, that's a middle school A. We were so close. I knew it. That I guessed earlier that pizza mascot for Domino's, Yo Noid, and I knew it was Noid. I knew it. I wish I'd said that. And now I'm annoyed that we did not win. I don't know. Any closing thoughts, Chris? On the not on the episode, but the uh, the quiz night. Pretty disappointed. Feel like we didn't give our best shot, but. I guess we tried. Obviously, we could have worked a little harder. Uh, we need to go into the corners and do some studying. Obviously, we're disappointed in the effort, but we'll come back stronger next time. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we're just going to look over our answers here and make sure we didn't miss any points. And then, uh, yeah, we'll continue on. We'll maybe make a plan for what to do next on this episode. Sorry we didn't deliver. I feel bad. That could be my confession, is that I was overconfident going into this, into this competition. Well, now that the quiz night is over, um, that was the opening of the podcast. Uh, not exactly our favorite way to end, but second place is the first loser. We are now going to um, head out on trips, the three of us. We're all going to different areas of the country. Some further than others, but we're all leaving. So, Chris, what are we going to do? We're going to try something that we've never tried before. It's an adventure episode, but you're going to hear us in three different locations. So, I'm off to Vancouver Island and the coast of the United States, I believe. Where's, where are you going, Tyler? I'm going to Revelstoke, camping with some, a group of friends. Some friends that I see regularly and some friends I haven't seen for a long time. And Chris, you're visiting family, correct? Yeah. And Graham, you're going somewhere in the other direction. Yeah. My wife and I are going to Toronto for my 40th birthday. Kind of a little, uh, just the two of us for a few days. See some baseball game, watch Hamilton. It's going to be awesome. So we are just going to pick key moments, the three of us individually, on our trips to share stories with each other from far, far away. 
So the next seg- few segments that you'll listen to, hopefully, on this episode will be just cutting between the three of us on our trips. And when we have a moment to spare or something to talk about or someone to talk to, it's just basically just up to us what we want to do. Um, yeah, and after that, we're going to be uh, doing some confessions. All right? So we have uh, just a very quick... Sorry, uh, Graham, you did a great job setting up the next, the next segment, but we just have a great opportunity to congratulate the winner of a competition we recently had on our Instagram. We have... Uh, Jeremy Clavette here. Jeremy, do you have like something to recommend to our listeners? Like, what am I listening to right now? Sure, but it can't be deep in the willow. Okay, let's see. Let's, let's go yeah. What have I been listening to lately? What is the big one that I'm pulling up on Bandcamp right now? Uh, oh, anything by a black metal band called Karathis, right? It's like Dungeon Synth. But their latest one, like The Haunting... Oh, this... If you listen to this one, it's called The Haunting of Sablewood. It sounds like you did all this piano with Old Piani. So it's like black metal, but with like Western movie piano in it. So definitely listen to that. That's the best. Awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. And, and we, uh, we, we bought you a beer here. And we still didn't win the competition. What the heck? Okay. We would have bought him too. That would have pushed you over the edge. <laughs> I think we're off, you guys. I'll see you guys in a few weeks, right? Yeah, we're all heading out shortly. And, uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear what you guys what you guys share. I probably won't hear it until the listeners hear it. Yeah. This is going to be weird. Yeah. That is strange. I'm curious to how your uh, holidays go. Hope they're great. Bye, guys. <laughs> see you later. This harmonious conversation is brought to you by 5024 General Store bringing skateboards, fashion, and creativity to central Alberta communities. Check them out online or in beautiful downtown Lacombe. Well, the adventure has begun. I'm in the car with Shanna and Spencer, and I'm heading west. It's 8 o'clock in the morning on July 1st. Happy Canada Day. Happy birthday, Mom. And we are driving out to the coast. We're in Sycamus, and it's early morning. Just stopped at Tim Hortons, and we've already done some Cumin family traditions on the drive. Honked at the BC border, held our breath through the snow tunnels, snow sheds, and now we're singing to Hamilton. Um, unfortunately, not the live version, just the Broadway recorded version. Uh, but it's a good start to what's going to be a great trip. It's a beautiful day. I know there's some severe weather in Red Deer last night, so hopefully our house is still standing when we get back. More to come. Hey guys, uh, greetings from Toronto. We earlier today went to the Canada Day Blue Jays baseball game. Happy Canada Day to you both. Um, Just so nice to go to the ballpark in Toronto with the the dome opened. Used to be called the Sky Dome and now it's... um, corporate name i forget uh but it was really fun of course they lost because of course they did they also lost uh, yesterday when i we decided last minute to go to that game as well so i mean they only had two hits yesterday at least today it was close but um still really fun pretty emotional moment when they uh bring up the enormous canadian flag on the field uh and then they had a singer sing the anthem and uh it was just a kind of an overwhelming experience with a full stadium singing the anthem and a wonderful time. So that's what I've been up to. Uh, 
I don't know how much time I'll have to make recordings because we are busy here in Toronto, Heidi and I, but it is absolutely wonderful, beautiful. Hamilton tomorrow, good food coming uh, later on tonight. It's going to be great. How are you guys doing? Hey, everybody. This is uh, an update from me, Tyler. I'm camping with a bunch of friends out by Revelstoke. Blanket Creek, I think is the name of the campsite. It's uh, day two of the camping trip. It's the end of the day. We just put... Almost everyone has kids who's camping here, and we got them all to bed. They're all falling asleep. The sun is setting. It's very peaceful. I'm looking out over the Columbia River, um, just reflecting on how great a day this was. And I'm about to go have a beer, sit around the fire with the adults who are still awake, and have a good conversation. We'll see if we can keep it harmonious. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you guys are enjoying your holidays as much as I am. So far, it's been very pleasant. Well, we're just in the Safeway on, uh, in Kitsilano on 4th Ave in Vancouver. Spencer, uh, how's your day going so far? Uh, very good, actually. Got a nice iced coffee in my hand. I saw my brother Pearson for the first time in a while, so it's going pretty well, I would say. And it's a hot day on this Canada long weekend. It's July 1st. Lots of people milling around, shopping, uh, especially at Safeway. Everybody's shopping here. Nicely air-conditioned also in this place. We're going to maybe go look for a place to lie down, like the beach or something like that, since we're here. So it's kind of hard to have a story or segment for everything we do here in this great city of Toronto. But I will say, I'm having some weird like guilt right now, because we saw someone steal a bag off a, of an old woman downtown. Uh, not downtown, but where we were staying on the road. And she was calling after him, and he was biking away with her bag, and she was chasing him. And I looked up, and I thought, like, what can I possibly do in this situation? Do I take off running? Do I call ahead to people who are close by? Do I grab my credit card and go rent one of these bikes and chase after him? And in the end, I spent so long standing there looking at Heidi going, what do we do, that eventually you just kind of run out of time. So uh, a little bit of guilt here in Toronto, a little bit of... Uh, not so great feelings about what people do to other people. Um, I'm not going to hold that against you, Toronto. You're a pretty cool city, but that wasn't cool, what we just saw. That was not cool. And if you're the person who took that bag off that woman and you're listening to the podcast, I would ask that you find this person and return it. I'm going to use this platform to to make it right. Uh, the odds of that happening are lower than I can calculate. But uh, anyway, that's what's going on here, guys. Hope you're enjoying your trips as well. I miss you. It's it's not as much fun recording uh, without you around, um, but I can manage. Oh, I can manage. Um, Shanna and I have now taken the ferry from Victoria to Port Angeles. Washington. We're driving south along the Washington coast. We went through the town of Forks, which our listeners will know is famous for uh, what is it, Shanna? The Twilight. The Twilight series. We stopped into a coffee shop and we didn't have the Edward special, but it involved white mocha and a hint of raspberry, I think. Everything in that town is connected to Twilight somehow. Now we stopped at a state park in Olympia National Park to look at this 
uh, tree called the tree of life, which is a beautiful, humongous evergreen tree that the ground has kind of given away, eroded away. And it's the roots have suspended it across this like mini Canyon. Very cool. Lots of people here. It's cool today. It's 15 degrees on the coast, a bit of a spray off the ocean. Waves are big, a little misty, but it's, it's a really beautiful place. So we'll continue to stay let you know about the places we're stopping in and uh yeah our adventure is kind of just starting hey there it's me tyler again and i'm no longer in revelstoke i kind of forgot to get back to you after our campfire um conversation the other night but yeah i'm sitting here on my front porch reflecting on the trip just unpacked got everything kind of stowed away ready to go into the laundry, kids are in bed, um, I'm soon to follow. And I'm just reflecting on, on the camping trip. Before I left, I and Chris and I were talking and we were wondering if it would be worth it for all the driving. We we're going to be doing six hours each way um, for this trip with three kids um, starting the day after school ends. And we wondered if it would be worth it to, to spend a long weekend um, that far away with all the work that goes into packing for, for camping and unpacking and all that. And in the beginning, we were unsure if it would uh, be worth it. But having done it and being on this end, my reflection is that it was definitely worth it. And I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it. The weather was amazing. We had no incidents on the drive. The campsite um, where we stayed was unbelievable, but I think the main thing was that it was just so awesome to see friends that I've had for a long time, but I don't see often enough, and to spend three nights uh, kind of camping together, I think is a really cool, cool way to catch up. Um, it's, it's Nobody's in there at their homes busy with... Uh, the regular things you're all just kind of there all all day breakfast to dinner campfire to the much too early morning again so yeah that's my my reflection on on my holiday uh that i just had in the beginning to my my summer summer break it's been amazing and graham actually just uh has been texting me about another adventure that he wants to go on in a couple days. I think it's before we'll see you again, Chris. So maybe you'll get to hear about it on the episode or who knows. It's going to be fun. Anyways, miss you guys. Our travel has taken us to the Goodwill store in Portland, Oregon. Actually in a suburb just called Milwaukee. I've never been to a Goodwill, but basically... It's a very large thrift store, and goods are wheeled out in these big blue bins. People wait, and then like ravenous wolverines, when the bins are parked, people will start looking through the clothes or the shoes or the books to see what is there, what's offered, and what they might take. It is a very interesting spectacle to observe. Shanna's here shopping. She found a pair of purple or, I don't know, mauve Levi's jeans and we're here with our aunt she's looking for a pair of shoes but it is quite something to see how this works I kind of want to talk to somebody and see if they'll tell me about their experience but everybody's just so frantically 
pouring through piles of stuff that I don't know if we'll get a chance. I think in the end you end up paying by weight. And so, oh yeah, I'm looking at a sign now. It says items sold by the pound, zero to 25 pounds, $2.79 per pound. And if you get up to over 25 pounds, it's $1.59 per pound. So when I was walking in, I saw some uh, young guy leaving with a shopping cart, just like stuffed, absolutely full and just heaping over. Things were falling onto the road as he was loading his car and he didn't really seem to care. So he was probably paying $1.59 per pound because he bought a lot of stuff. Anyway, I'll let you know if I find any sweet deals. Hey guys, I hope your trips are going really well. Um, so I went to Toronto and I had so many adventures and I probably could have recorded so many things and I just did not. I just enjoyed the time with my lovely wife. We saw some Blue Jays games, we saw Hamilton, we did all the touristy things, had some really great food. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. But I feel like they were all leading up to one event. You know, Toronto was good and all, but currently I'm sitting in my vehicle and I'm driving northbound from Red Deer on the way to Edmonton, Alberta. And listeners of the podcast, um, longtime listeners will know that one of my closeted, you could say, uh, passions in life is professional wrestling. And the podcast has given me a place to admit to that a couple of times. I think I've, I think I came out pretty early on in the podcast to you, to the, you guys, Tyler and Chris, about my my fandom. Uh, this is a road trip to see a live taping of an episode of AEW Dynamite which is a pro wrestling tour show happening at the Rogers Arena, I believe it's what it's called. And uh, I have roped in some other people to come to the show with me. And I have to say, if you're willing to join me on a trip like this, you are true, true friends. First, I want to introduce um, uh, a true friend who, who did, didn't even really, you know, didn't even really give me any flack, just said, yeah, I'm coming. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm going to do this. Um, potentially a closeted wrestling fan themselves, uh, gentlemen, Tyler Captain. Yeah, I'm here. We're on our way to something. <laughs> uh, I just all I read in the text was that Graham said I'll pay for the tickets, and I assumed it was a concert or something. But I've recently learned that there's going to be wrestling happening. But I'm excited. I think it'll be a new cultural experience. It may change some stereotypes I have of. What wrestling? <laughs> Graham says no, it won't. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm actually kind of, I'm actually really excited for this part of the adventure. Uh, yeah, and there's there's one more kind of special treat. Oh my goodness! Uh, we're we're not like Chris is not with us, unfortunately. But we have something even better. Um, we have our hairy friend with us. His name is Peter. Peter! Peter, how are you feeling? Yes! Welcome back, Peter. Yeah, you know, it's good to be back. I'm <laughs> I'm happy that I can be an ally uh, for Graham as he <laughs> as he continues this venture out of the closet and and uh, being his authentic self when it comes to wrestling. So I, I I'm very happy to be with you during this moment. Thank you, Peter. It means so much that you're willing to, to join us on this trip and also even just be on this podcast. It's been a long time, so it's good to hear your voice again. Uh, you guys, we're going to continue this drive, and I am going to get very early thoughts from you guys when we get in the building, maybe after the first match or something. I want to hear exactly what you're feeling, unfiltered. Be honest with me. 
Uh, listeners, I, I, I think the show is approximately three to four hours long. And so place your bets on how long Peter lasts, how long Tyler lasts. Because <laughs> I'm guessing about 25 minutes. <laughs> So we're on the historic Columbia River Highway on our way to a hike with Megan and Chris. We just started talking politics. Oh boy. And we'd maybe need to avoid that topic slightly, but what were your thoughts on the homeless situation in Portland, Chris? Oh, me specifically. Um, I think that it's I think that it needs to be like a human like a humanity, like human issue. I don't I believe that Oh, much like with everything else going on in America, it's very... You have two camps, and both people want their side to be right, but neither side actually benefits or solves the problem. So you have, you know, the Republican Party, who would rather just see them magically disappear or get squeezed into Soylent Green. That's exaggeration, but it's like they would, ra- they would rather just sweep the problem under the rug, no pun intended. And then you have, you know, what I what some people call like the NIMBY Democrats where it's like the people who want to solve the problem but don't want the problem in their backyard so they're the ones that are like we need to build more houses and then it's like okay are you fine building like a like a camp or like a place for them to live in your backyard no okay then where are they gonna go um but in terms of it being like a larger systemic problem um left up here okay um it's a systemic problem in the sense that right now in America we're having a very, and I think it's the same in Canada too, but it's just an issue of, it's an issue of housing, <laughs> it's yeah. an issue of like cost of living going up, and the problem with Portland is that they're addressing, they're, they're tackling the issues in a way that isn't great. So for example, we had Measure 110 pass in 2020 which was supposed to be that it decriminalized all drugs. And then immediately got picked up on and, like, everybody made a big show out of it. But the basic idea was that if you were caught with a recreational amount of any substance, then you could avoid getting fined or having, like, major criminal record by going through a rehabilitation program. So, say, for example, you were caught with cocaine or meth, and it was a user amount, they'd say, hey, you're in trouble, but if you do this... If you go through this program and attempt to get clean, it'll just be like a fifty dollar fine. Instead. So it's clearly not for the purpose of selling or trafficking. Yeah, no, no, not but at all. They didn't fund the rehabilitation centers. But that's the problem <laughs> that they passed this bill, and then there was no taxpayer dollars that got poured into it, and so forgive my ignorance. Is Oregon a Democratic or Republican state traditionally? Um, we're, we're very Democratic at the moment. We're, we're yeah, we're currently very blue. Um, and here's another. Here's another whole thing. Um, we're blue because the I-5 corridor, which runs from... If we're talking about, like, the, the span of the West Coast, it runs from Seattle all the way down to, like, I don't know, California. Yeah, yeah. But predominantly, that's... You're looking at Portland, you're looking at Salem, Eugene, Corvallis, Medford, Ashland, going all the way down. That's where a majority of the population lives. That's where, you know, the blue 
you know, that's where the people who vote blue are. The second you get past, like, Mount Hood and you end up in, like, Bend or Sisters or any of those locations, I think I'm getting Sisters wrong. But the idea is that if you go east of the mountains, you get into... Clear from my side. Thank you. You get into very, like, hardcore farm country, like, hard red-blooded Republicans. Right. So it creates this other situation that you can get into where... You know, majority of the voting population is in Multnomah and Clackamas County, which is where we're at currently. And then you have the majority of the state, which is a smaller population but takes up more land mass in central and eastern Oregon, not feeling represented. And so that's led to a whole other problem, which we're kind of steering away from the homeless issue. Um, but it's probably more interesting. Um, eastern Oregon wants to actually secede and become part of Idaho. Really? Yes, it's not going to happen because the logistics that would go into it from infrastructure to districts and everything would be a nightmare. But because of this general dissatisfaction that, you know, the people who live in Central Eastern Oregon feel, they actually want to secede and go be a part of Idaho because they feel better represented through Idaho's politics. Um, And again, part of that is their frustration with how the governor and how a majority of the Oregon voters who are blue are handling certain issues like, for example, taxes on certain industries that are not 100% sustainable. Like, if I remember correctly, logging is kind of getting taxed right now, which is also a problem because that means that the cost of materials to build homes are going up, which means that the cost of houses is going up. And it's all just like the spider web where if you pluck on here, love. It just kind of creates like this spiderweb problem where, you know, if you try to tackle one thing, it affects everything else. Um, well, and it's the issue of everyone, everything is looked at as a resource, including people. Yeah. So where do you put the, the quote-unquote undesirables who can, for whatever reason, whether it's because they have a disability or a mental illness or a drug abuse issue, cannot contribute to society, there's no place for them because we're looking at everyone as a number, as a resource, as part of a work or, or a drain on resources. Yeah, exactly. So again, we're not looking at people as if they're people anymore. We're looking at, at them as if they are exploitable resources, just like our Earth. Okay, so you guys are young. You're not as jaded as my generation or the older people. Or maybe you are. What like What's the answer? What do you do? Well, that's where it kind of becomes a hard question because in order to resolve those issues, a lot of the steps we would have to take are going to make people uncomfortable. Because, um, again, if we're talking about why exactly is housing so expensive, that feeds into the larger question of, like, in America, I'm not sure if it's like this in Canada, but in America, why is everything more expensive? Like, why do we hit rates of, like, 9 10 11% on inflation? Well, Canada's housing crisis is worse than ours because it never popped. That's true, yeah. So your guys' prices are even higher than ours right now. But, so the point being that if we're talking about issues like inflation, a fact that not a lot of people even, like, buy into to begin with is that inflation is partially contributed by corporate greed. If you say, for example, driving along Oregon and you see the price of a gallon of gasoline, it's currently about four thirty-five to four thirty-seven a gallon, which is nuts. Like a few years ago, you were only paying two to three bucks a gallon. And we're seeing that and going, "Oh, what a deal!" 
Because it's that much. Because in like Canada, it's about $8 a gallon. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, but so the issue is that if gas is that expensive, and actually we're coming up here, once we get past the Women's Forum, you'll be able to look to your left and see the Columbia River Gorge nice. and all of its natural beauty. My quick answer is... Yeah, I can ramble. <laughs> go, Megan, go. My, there's no quick answer. That's no. a quick answer. <laughs> That's right. Because everyone's always going to be unhappy with the answer because someone's going to feel like they're being exploited or taken advantage of. But the quick answer is that you need to regulate business more because as Reaganomics has not proven, trickle-down doesn't exist. <laughs> and that <laughs> giving tax cuts to trillionaires does nothing but make them richer. Yeah. And it keeps the you know the middle classes again disappearing. So again, there's no like quick fix. Um, but the unfortunate truth is that unregulated capitalism is unsustainable. Like Rome fell for a very specific reason and it's probably going to happen in America too if we don't figure our shit out. Um, so again, I just you have to regulate. You have, like it's the whole like big government, small government thing. Either way, you're boned. There's, there's there's no good answer because everyone's always going to be upset by it. But oh, you have to recognize that you have to regulate business, or else you know like people are trying to unionize right now. Like Starbucks is in the middle of like a million, like million millions of dollars of lawsuits because they kept. Uh, they, kept they kept closing stores that were unionizing. And they kept firing people unlawfully because you are allowed to unionize, but they just would not regulate Starbucks until like this year. So it's just it's scary to see that workers' rights are being really pushed back on right now because. Um, Corporations have so much power at the moment. And also not... Because America is so pro-business. Yeah. But take into consideration that the current Supreme Court is conservative and they've made rulings that benefit um, the, you know, shareholders, benefit people who big are... Big business. Big business. Yeah. Um, recent ruling, I forget the exact name of the case, but the consequence of it is that it actually weakens... You want to stop here? What is that? Uh, it's the Vista... Oh, Vista it's Point? the Vista House. It's the Vista House. Uh, this is where you can see the entire gorge. Shad, have we ever been here before? No. Right. This hopeful conversation brought to you by Vista House <laughs> on the Oregon Highway 30. Okay, we'll die. get back to you. We're all going to die. <laughs> Bye, gold. So we are inside Rogers Place, downtown Edmonton, for an event called All Elite Wrestling, AEW Dynamite. There's a lot of neon lights. There's a arena in the center of, or not an arena, a ring in the center of the arena. It's all, the, the tension is building. I've seen people with mohawks. I've seen people with, in wheelchairs. I've seen the elderly. I've seen the young. This is a very diverse crowd. Um, it's already breaking my stereotypes. I thought, I just, I don't know what I expected really, but much more um, diverse than I guess I expected. But yeah, the tension's building. Nothing's really happened yet, but... I'm impressed by the lights. Peter, what do you think so far? You know, I don't know what I think quite yet, but I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying every minute of it. Well, that's all I really wanted to hear. I mean, so far we've done nothing. Um, Peter, we're in, like, the arena the Oilers play, and are you surprised about the size of the crowd here to see wrestling? Yeah, though I don't know what the normal crowd size for an Oilers game is. I've never seen one, so, okay, that's... There's a lot of people here. Yeah, a lot of people. 
Um, are you guys ante- like eagerly anticipating this, Tyler? Or are you sort of like, let's get this over with? Like, what are your thoughts right now? I'm I'm excited to see what's going to happen next. People keep yelling out things, and then there's like a call and response. So I'm tempted to do the next call. Like, what do I yell? Adam yeah. Cole! Well, that would, didn't really work. Um, Someone just well, yelled Adam Cole. Yeah. Well, don't like we do call response in church. So is it like a similar thing? Like, this is exactly like church. <laughs> Hey guys, I want to check in with you two lovely men um, after the first match and see what you think, okay? <laughs> Woo! So, Shannon and I are here at Iron Goat Brewing in Spokane, Washington. We're on our way home from a really great trip to visit family. And uh, we, we've just been at a couple of little breweries in Spokane. It's a great place for the, the local beer scene here. It's pretty awesome. But we're, we were reflecting on the conversation we had with Chris in the car yesterday. Chris and Megan, two young uh, cousins of ours who kind of had some answers about or thoughts about where the world was going especially in the United States. Shanna, after thinking about that, what did you think about his kind of ideas? Well, I mean, I totally agreed with with them all. And I kind of think, I hate to say the word politics, but politically I think we're kind of on the same page as them, um, which may be different than some of our other family members. And that's okay. It's totally okay to have different thoughts and opinions on these things. Um, what I found refreshing was that even um, if we didn't necessarily agree with them, I think that they still have hope. Hmm. And I kind of feel lately like our generation and people maybe 10 or 15 years older than us, it just seems to be so argumentative. Like nobody can hear the other person's side without losing their ever-loving minds. And so I just have to hope that that their generation are the ones that can come to some sort of understanding with one another. And I totally agree with, you know, how they feel about what needs to be done for issues like homelessness and um, capitalism and healthcare and religion so they, even. <laughs> they might not have the answers, but they you felt like the next generation wasn't like hopeless. Like they have they have ideas. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Ideas and hopefully <laughs> hopefully there's enough of like minded people with ideas or even not like minded but enough people with ideas and what's the word? Not hutzbut but hutzbut. Like the will to like get it the, done. Yeah. Good spot's a good word. Okay, well, late recommendation, but check out the Iron Goat Brewing. It's pretty awesome. And their uh, logo is amazing. It's great. Yeah. And so were their beers. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. Okay, we're just coming out of the concourse now, taking a little break from the wrestling action. Uh, I got Peter and uh, Tyler's around here too. We're about an hour and 20 minutes into um, Peter and Tyler's first wrestling show. I'm going to hand over to Peter real quick. Peter, what do you think? You've watched an hour and 20 minutes of live wrestling action. What are your thoughts? I'm speechless. That's a first. <laughs> Tyler, what about you? I, I really like it. I might have been won over to this uh, community. And that's what I like about it, is that you can just feel the, the community here. I think, Graham, you were saying, what you, you said this early on, that 
a lot of these people who are fans of wrestling probably don't feel comfortable sharing that with many people. But when they're here together, they're in their element. And I think that's really cool. And you can feel that in there. Like, everyone's just having a good time and chanting things and booing and cheering. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. I feel the same way. Now, I never go to sporting events, but, like, I feel like that's louder than maybe, like, a normal sporting event. Like, I don't know. It was pretty insane with how loud the crowd response was. Yeah. There's booing, there's cheering, there's chanting, there's clapping, there's interaction, right? Like there's a lot of different kinds of interactions too with the the crowd. Awesome. Well, we are, here's the weird part, we're about halfway through. (laughs) Does it feel like we're halfway through? I'm actually enjoying myself. So yeah, that's this. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well, let's get you some nachos there, Peter, and uh, we'll check back later on. Alas, there was no follow-up conversation at the end of the wrestling event with Peter and Tyler and I, but rest assured, dear listener, it was a wonderful time, and maybe, just maybe, we'll go back again one day. This concludes our very special summer episode of The Harmonious Gentleman. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the voices of the podcast from different locations. Uh, It was a good time, but also... I miss those guys. Chris, Tyler, I hope to see you again very, very soon. Just one final note before I sign off. If you're still listening, oh, well, the other guys aren't here. I can plug the band. The Fallow Years, we have a new song out called Euphoria. So if you feel like turning the podcast off and putting on some brand new music, check out Euphoria by The Fallow Years. And we will see you next time on The Harmonious Gentlemen. Also, one more thing. It's really weird doing the podcast by myself. I just feel like there's so many empty spaces where I try to fill them, and I don't really know what to say to myself. Anyways, see you later.